Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. The leadership at Jefferson Parish government is really fantastic and they um, work really quickly and well to, to welcome businesses in, so that's fantastic. Um, and then also, yeah, Jefferson, I think it's really well positioned. It is a very diverse parish, which is really great in terms of its population. Kenner, for example, is one of the most diverse cities in America for its size. Um, and that just really speaks to a, a broad wealth of experience um, and workforce um, and, and you know, cultural offer- offerings. That is Annalisa Kelly, my dear friend and colleague here at JEDCO. Annalisa is the Director of Strategic Initiatives and Policy, and in her role, she has made it her mission to know as much about Jefferson Parish as possible. On any single day, she may be digging into a project that supports one of our targeted industry clusters or focuses in on enhancing transit options for our workforce and everything in between. Big developments, updated housing, new programs for our seafood industry, Annalisa has had a hand in all of it. On the show today, Annalisa and I dive deep into some of the key projects she's spearheaded in recent years to help make Jefferson Parish more competitive and attractive to both prospective businesses and those that are already based here. Her unique perspective and deep enthusiasm for this work have made her a key player in the regional economic development industry, so much that she was recently recognized by Biz New Orleans Magazine as a new and notable leader, class of 2022. Way to go, Annalisa. We had so much to talk about, including some of her most memorable projects and what is on the horizon for her department. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Annalisa, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. That makes it sound like I'm an external guest rather than your coworker of eight years. (laughs) No, I mean, I feel like it's very exciting to be able to bring some of my coworkers onto the show because, you know, for the first couple of seasons, we were mostly talking to people outside of the organization. And I just think it makes perfect sense for us to be bringing our, our, our team in to talk about what you guys do and what you bring to the table and what you're doing for the community. It's so important. So um, I'm really excited to have you, especially because we've been working together for so long and also because the work that you do is so important and so valuable. So thank you for your time. Yeah, I love what I do. So I'm excited to talk about it. Well, we are going to get into it. (laughs) So So I guess we'll just kind of start, you know, very basic. Can you give our listeners sort of this brief elevator pitch about what strategic initiatives is. What does your department do? Sure. So for folks that maybe don't know, the traditional bread and butter, as we call it, of economic development is really focused on business development, you know, uh, expanding businesses, retention of businesses, bringing in new businesses. And that's so critically important for economic development. But in the last, I guess it was um, five years ago, we realized we were doing so much more to support the business environment um, and quality of life. And um, our strategic plan, the Jefferson Edge, calls for a whole variety of these special programs and focuses that don't neatly fit into traditional economic development. And so we created strategic initiatives to do these wide uh, kind of cross-cutting quality of life programs and initiatives. Uh, and that's, that's what I oversee. Perfect. That was a really good sort of very short explanation for all of the different things that you have your hand on. It's hard to do an elevator pitch when it's like 
everything. No, but like all wonderful things. Yeah. 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 Well, that was a really good job. Um, and so we'll talk about that. You're engaged in a lot of different areas of economic development. You know, you have the Churchill Park Master Plan, the Jefferson Edge, which we definitely want to talk about, Brownfield Assessment, Opportunity Zone, Supporting the Seafood Industry. It is a long list. Um, can you talk about some of the bi- biggest projects that you're working on right now? And we can sort of do this a couple of ways. Like if you want me to sort of ask which ones, I can do that too. But if there are some that are top of mind that you want to start with, um, please feel free to share. Sure. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of different things um, right now on different targeted areas in Jefferson Parish, different neighborhoods. Um, Jefferson is a huge parish. It goes from um, Lake Pontchartrain all the way down to the Gulf. And so it means there's just this wide diversity of neighborhoods, of people, of business types. Um, So right now we're focusing, we're kind of honing in on a few geographical areas um, that, uh, you know, like for example, the Brownfield program. That's a grant from the EPA to help redevelop these older industrial properties that have been sitting vacant for decades. Um, But also really thinking holistically about how you know what kinds of uses would benefit the com- surrounding community so that's a huge undertaking it's with the city of west Waco and jefferson parish um and a few other state and local partners um and even you know community members like we have churches and civic groups that are involved in really envisioning this area of the west bank that has so much potential to be this source of positivity and mm-hmm. growth for the surrounding area so that's one of the projects that I'm really excited about. Um, but like you mentioned, it's there's a wide range of you know, support for the seafood industry, which I'm really excited about. It's such an important area for Jefferson and housing and public transit. So um, yeah. a lot of great stuff. Absolutely. And I want to mention, too, with that EPA grant, I mean, that is not an easy undertaking to secure that kind of funding. That was a $600,000 grant mm-hmm. from the federal government. Kudos to you and and Janet Galati, who is now in in a different role at JEDCO, and she was on the podcast a couple of months ago. But, um, I mean, great, great work securing that grant and just knowing what it's going to do for our communities really beneficial. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was uh, quite a bear of an application um, (laughs) that really, I mean, we were so lucky to have the parish and the state and others um, local brokers, local churches provide some of this really incredible history, oral history, that I think helped the application be compelling and why the work is so compelling, you know? so Yeah. <laughs> well, great job. Um, I want to talk about the Jefferson Edge because that is that is a huge part of, of the work that sort of drives mm-hmm. our whole entire organization forward, I guess you could say. I mean, we all all of the departments have a hand in it. Um, can you talk a little bit about what the EDGE is and, and um, some of the ways that it's helping to drive your activity? Yeah, absolutely. So the Jefferson EDGE is the parish's economic development strategic plan. JEDCO spearheads and oversees the planning process and ultimately oversees the work, but it is adopted by Jefferson Parish and the parish and I mean, dozens of other partners are really important in making sure that we stay on track for getting these goals done. And this version of the Jefferson Edge, we we update it every five years. It's been our kind of guiding document since 2000. Um, But this version we undertook actually at the very beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. It was March 2020 when we were (laughs) supposed to sign the contract. Yeah. Um, And then suddenly the world 
shut down. And we had this moment. I remember we had this conference call. It's before we had discovered Zoom. <laughs> we had a conference call with some of our board members and leadership saying, okay, do we, you know, having no idea what, what we thought, you know, potentially would just coming. be a couple yeah. weeks or a couple months, <laughs> right. you know, but we didn't know. And so we were like, should we wait to, to take on this really important work until we have a sense of what COVID looks like? And I'm so glad we all said, no, this is the perfect opportunity to really give a good look at what our needs are, what our, you know, this is such a hard time for so many people. How do we make ourselves as a community, economy, et cetera, more resilient? How do we embrace um, diversity and, and social equity into our economic development strategies? Um, how do we make this region more competitive? And I think it was just a perfect time to do that so that we could, by the end of, we adopted it in early 2021, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, which, you know, was a time when we were starting to really reevaluate how we live with COVID, continue and, and, and build up our economy safely. Um, and yeah, it, the edge has, has those guiding principles of resiliency, social equity, and competitiveness still. Um, and it touches on a lot of the various action items. For anyone listening, if you want light reading, it's uh, 200 action items. <laughs> and that's not even including just the you know background and all the fantastic data that was pulled. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really fantastic, ambitious plan, but I think it'll have a lot of strategies that will benefit Jefferson Parish in a lot of ways. Yeah, the, the edge is super ambitious, lots of action items. And what's really, really wonderful is, you know, we're a couple of years in and we're already seeing so much progress mm-hmm. in some of these, some of these um, strategies. And it's really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. And in the edge, um, we talk about Churchill Park. Mm-hmm. Um, Churchill Park is one of the largest master plan sites in the region, and maybe the largest master plan mm-hmm. site in the region. Um, and you have a hand in that project as well. Yeah, this was something that we did a couple of years ago. Um, the It's been a long time coming with the edge having a strategy and focus on Churchill Park. Um, Churchill Park is a, um, a little less than 500 acres um, on the West Bank. It's in an area that's levee protected, um, and it's, as you mentioned, the largest undeveloped area in the Geno area, um, and definitely Jefferson Parish is levee protected. And we have this opportunity to really think creatively and, and thoughtfully about how about the design and the uses here at Churchill Park. We've already had some really great successes here. Um, we have Delgado's River City Campus, an advanced manufacturing center of excellence. They're doing so many fantastic things to support um, different industries in the manufacturing sectors. They're really nimble and, and they're fantastic with working with businesses um, to see how you know what kind of training needs are necessary and helpful. And we have Pat Taylor, which is uh, the number one, I believe, right now, yes. <laughs> number one ranked yeah. high school in the state of Louisiana. Um, and what's really cool about the master plan that we worked um, worked on with Perkins and Will out of Austin, it really embraces nature, which I love because this area um, of Fairfield has Bayou Signet, it has the TPC, it has um, there's going to be some sports centers coming online, so it has this really beautiful already focus on recreation and nature, and. You know, traditionally, you might think of a business park as being um, very, you know, uh, regimented and and mm-hmm. and just fully, solely focused on 
business campuses. Um, this one really has a broader look of being kind of an epicenter of recreation, play, um, having embracing housing, embracing blue and green streets, um, meaning having housing along these streets that have, um, you know, small canals or um, just wonderful green infrastructure in place, um, parkland, uh, and then, of course, you know, commercial and then the business uses as well. So I'm really excited to work currently still working on some of the implementation items um, and making great headway and I'm really excited about it. Yeah and one of the things I love so much about the Churchill Park plan is that it also calls for Churchill Park to sort of be like the epicenter of this this area Mm -hmm. and then to have a sort of I think we call it like the heart of the West Bank where Mm -hmm. you just have this sort of gathering space where people can come and check out food trucks or listen to music. And so we're starting some of that programming. We did that with Churchill Spark a couple of Mm -hmm. months ago, um, which is just really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. There's, there's so much potential out here and we, we are, so we were sort of the Guinea pig, right? Like Jed, I remember when I started, I think everybody had been in the building maybe like half a year. Oh wow. <laughs> and yeah. my husband had gone to NOLA Motorsports for a bachelor party or something. And when he found out that I was applying for this job, he was like, oh yeah, you're going to the the building, the Jurassic Park building, because it's this like bright yellow building <laughs> in, the, in the middle Park of building. like just like all this developable land, and yeah, there's the first building out here, and That's it was amazing. <laughs> so, so I was like, when I first started, and then truly there are like some alligators and stuff out here, which mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah, embracing nature and wildlife, we yep. definitely have that. So, <laughs> how um, many business parks have alligators? Right. <laughs> It really does keep things interesting for sure. Oh, so yeah. um, we are so excited about this project mm-hmm. and we have some really great um, folks who are working on it. You and, mm-hmm. and Lacey Bordelon, yes. um, our vice president and COO, is very, very integral to this project as mm-hmm. well. So I want to make sure I mention her. Yes. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about quality of life. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that Jedco has a hand in a ton of quality of life projects and we're looking at things like transit and broadband and housing and yeah. can you talk a little bit about some of those quality of life projects that you're working on? I know model home is one that always comes to the top of my mind whenever I think yeah. of quality of life. Yes, um, we a few years ago again as part of this Jefferson Edge mm-hmm. um, strategy we're looking at again I think economic development, especially nowadays, you really have to look at the whole area. Mm-hmm. You really have to look at it very holistically and say, okay, what are, what are this, what's this area's strengths, its opportunities, its weaknesses, its threats, um, and, and be very mindful of that. And, and we know there is a great need that's only increasing for housing, and specifically a diverse landscape of housing types so one of you know economic development agencies don't always get into housing (laughs) but we Mm -hmm. knew it was such a great need and so um we undertook this huge focus on on housing stock enhancement how do we incentivize new housing types how do we work with existing residents to help them renovate their homes age in place um how do we encourage just different housing modalities beyond just the single-family residence 
um, the suburban type. And so we had this huge focus on Terrytown. Um, Terrytown's a wonderful neighborhood that is one of the oldest planned subdivisions of Jefferson Parish. It has a lot of older mid-century modern housing. So we worked with Tulane, the small center, uh, uh, and then Jefferson Parish, and a whole host of other uh, partners, um, Nomar and Noel mm-hmm. and JPFA, all the acronyms, <laughs> um, and actually um, helped create this model home pilot program where a home was actually built in the mid-century modern style um, to complement the neighborhood, but with you know kind of a modern floor plan and modern amenities at an affordable price point, and it was purchased almost immediately um, by a young family moving into Jefferson. Um, and we hope to replicate this program, not just in Terrytown, but throughout Jefferson. Um, it was such a great success. Um, it was spearheaded by Noel, this nonprofit that is just wonderful um, in partnership with the parish and JPFA. It was just like a really beautiful picture of, of partnership across mm-hmm. different agencies and actually having this success, which is so exciting because a lot of times in government you have all these studies and then they just kind of sit there or, you know, they're just, they're, they're seen as just documents, but this is a real world example of a study resulting in a, in an actual house being built. It was so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And that house was beautiful. I mean, and it did exactly what the plan Mm -hmm. called for, which was that we wanted to attract this next generation of, Mm -hmm. of homeowners into the parish while also, you know, retaining our current residents. And it just, it was like, it was a really fun project to be able to share and from a marketing standpoint, you know, you're promoting sure. something that's so vastly different from the type of work that we typically do. But seeing this, I got to meet the family that moved in and young family, they were adopting a child. Like this was just, it was so cool and they were so excited. Yeah. And I, I think that just to, to show, to know that we had a hand in that is so cool. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I kind of want to talk to a little bit about um, transit because a mm-hmm. lot of times when people think about like public transportation, um, you're not necessarily thinking about the fact that this is also like how maybe our workforce mm-hmm. gets to work. Like, yes. you know, I mean, this is directly ties into workforce mobility. And we are working with some of the transit organizations in the area to sort of try to bulk up. Um, transit in general yes public transit is so hugely important to economic development like for the reasons you mentioned it's if people can't get to work then i mean that's a huge workforce development Mm -hmm. crisis Mm -hmm. and and we hear that from businesses all the time that one of the major reasons that they can't keep employees is um is difficulty getting to work um because they don't have uh reliable car access so um especially you know we've talked to some employers where they are located in Jefferson, and their worker might be coming from New Orleans East. That worker doesn't care, you know, what municipality they're in. They just need to get to work. And so um, we've been, you know, our, we have great partners at Jefferson Parish Transit and the Regional Transit Authority. Um, and then, you know, Ride New Orleans is a great nonprofit um, that does advocacy work in this area. And they have all been implementing some big changes to the public transit system through New Links, it's called. And and that's Jefferson's already rolled out the changes, which is fantastic. And then there's a few others. You know, there'll, there'll be some additional changes, but for the most part, that's all done. And then um, the regional, the RTA will be doing that in September. 
So, um, and then beyond just uh, transit, you know, within Jefferson and, and New Orleans, we've also been working with our state partners on passenger rail between yes. Baton Rouge and New Orleans with a potential two stops in Jefferson, one being at the airport and one being for, you know, residents and commuters in, in, in Jefferson. And that is really getting some traction. I know it's been many, many years we've had this conversation and it, it kind of ebbs and flows with the different administrations, both at the state and, and federal levels. But um, fingers crossed, the stars seem to be aligning in a lot of ways for that to happen. Yeah. And that would just be so fantastic for super regionalism, mm-hmm. you know, to really connect these two cities that, that in the grand scheme of things are not that far apart. No. You look at Dallas-Fort Worth, it's pretty comparable. That's mm-hmm. seen as one metropolitan area, and yet Baton Rouge and New Orleans are not. And so I think that would just be so huge for our connectivity. Um, so those are some of the, the public transit focuses um, we've been looking at, too, just knowing how important that is for our existing residents and our existing businesses, as well as just, again, looking at how we can be competitive on a broader level. I love that we have had a hand in that. In the super region, I think people have heard heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. The, the rail has been a big, big piece of it. Mm-hmm. I just think about like people going to LSU games or coming down for Saints sure. games. I mean, beyond just the traditional like economic like business activity, I think it also just opens up so much more possibility for recreational activity as well, which is so exciting. I know. I'm always terrified to drive on I-10 after (laughs) a game because I'm a little worried about what everyone is doing. Sure. And then, you know, I'm biased because I I actually grew up in Europe and grew up taking trains and buses. And so coming here, that was something that really shocked me is that um, people, a lot of people have never been on a bus or a train. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the way to go. You can read a book. (laughs) You can do work. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you lived in New York City for a while, I too, did, which, yes. you know, the subway is the way to get around oh in New York. Oh, my gosh. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's... I got to work every day. <laughs> yeah. My husband and I were actually talking about this as we were taking a road trip um, up to see my parents who live in Tennessee. And we were just talking about how America has really been sort of designed for roadways. Mm-hmm. Like, road was the big is the big way that we get around. Road and, I guess, like air (laughs) but um you know I I don't think I've been on I've been on a train you know but mostly when I was up in like New York when I lived in New York for a summer I took the subway everywhere so it it is just interesting that there's not as much of an emphasis on that here but that we're working on it which Mm -hmm. is exciting oh yeah I could talk about that all day long (laughs) (laughs) I find it so fascinating that because the United States is a a new country Mm -hmm. and a lot of parts of it including Jefferson um, with a few exceptions, you know, they they were really built for the car. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's just interesting to see, you know, when we talk about the importance of walkability and different modes of transportation, it's it's fun to be creative and think about, okay, how can we make this work in a suburban environment mm-hmm. too? And there are certainly lots of interesting solutions for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a big, big focus of mine, and it's just so important to economic development to have public transportation. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's it's so awesome that you get to have a hand in that, and that's something that is of such interest to you, too, mm-hmm. so that's great. Um, I want to sort of switch gears here a little bit and talk about you and, and your background a little bit, but before I do that, am I missing anything in the strategic initiative sphere that you really want to make sure that people know or or that you want to hit on that I haven't asked? Oh, my gosh, there's so much to talk about. I mean, that's something I just love about my job in general is, like, how it every day is different Mm -hmm. I thrive on that (laughs) yeah and I I'm sure there's a there's so many things that I'd love to talk about ad nauseum um the one thing in in 
in general that I'm really excited about and proud of because it it's been this wonderful team effort among mm-hmm. different departments is our work with the seafood industry yes thank you so yeah absolutely so you know seafood as I mentioned Jefferson goes from Lake Pontchartrain to, to Grand Isle and includes these very uh you know it includes urban areas obviously suburban areas and then rural areas and um a huge fishing population and um, a lot of commercial uh, commercial fishermen, seafood processors. It's a really big industry cluster for South Louisiana. It has fant- incredible cultural and also economic significance on a national level. Um, and yet, commercial fishermen and the seafood industry they have been facing so many obstacles um, for decades. I mean, the, the last decade in particular has been extremely trying um, more than a decade you know between the various hurricanes and the BP oil spill Mm -hmm. COVID Mm -hmm. and uh, there's been stagnant wages and and it's hard you know to compete against imports there's just a whole lot a a lot of of issues facing this industry and yet we know how incredibly important it is and so we have been working both internally and with a variety of partners to see how JEGCO specifically, what resources we have to help. And we created a new revolving loan product um, called um, the C-Fund, <laughs> the Seafood Enterprise Assistance Fund. It is a, it is a loan spe- specifically made for commercial fishermen in the seafood industry. It has flexibility on repayment. We just know in talking to experts and um, you know this recent study about how economic development can help that access to capital is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big issue. Um, a lot of folks have difficulty going to traditional lenders. And so um, we created this just a few months ago, um, you know, about six months ago, I want to say, to really help fill that gap. And we've already had a number yes. of loans mm-hmm. um, approved. So I'm really excited about that. And then we're also just talking about other strategies, you know, potentially investments in the built environment and infrastructure to help um and other, you know, workforce development ideas um, to help this industry. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because, I mean, the seafood industry is such a huge cultural piece mm-hmm. of of not just Jefferson Parish but Louisiana, mm-hmm. and really has such an has such an impact and is so well known around the world and, and around the country. Yes. So, to be able to support this industry that you know really drives a huge chunk of our economy is is so valuable. So. It's really, really neat. Again, a great example of how JEDCO is looking at our community holistically and 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 really trying to, to dive deeper into how we support each of our various industries, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we're going to switch gears here a little bit. Um, I want to talk about you because you helped create the strategic, strategic initiatives department a few years ago. I mean, you were really the first person to come into this type of role in the organization. Um, can you talk a little bit about the path that led you here? What's your background? What were you doing before JEDCO? Who are you, Annalisa? <laughs> <laughs> this is where I want to remain a mystery. No. <laughs> no, you know, it's so funny. When I was like a kid, it's when someone asked me what I wanted to be, I definitely did not say, I want to work in economic development because I definitely did not know what that was. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I think it's like such a perfect spot for me I I love first of all I love public service I really really genuinely love working for local government and government in general um, because I think it is such a great way to um, to serve my community Um, and economic development in particular I really like because it has 
such a wide range of strategies and programs that can help in general. Um, and so that's, you know, as I was, I started off here at JEDCO doing economic development services, so working directly with businesses. We didn't have the SI department yet. Um, but I was working for the city of Kenner specifically, mm-hmm. or working, um, you know, we had a cooperative endeavor agreement with them. And so it was looking at, um, I got to do a lot of bigger things beyond just um, meeting with businesses, although I, I loved that. And I saw that we were we had all these major goals through the edge, but there wasn't like a single kind of department overseeing some things that didn't fit neatly into other departments. And so I was like, maybe we should create a department where all of these great ideas that are brought to us by council people and partners and that come out of the edge, someone can actually have the time to, to, to make sure they happen or work with them or mm-hmm. coordinate. And so that's where that department Brilliant. came from. <laughs> and I love it because, like I mentioned, I, I, I really thrive on kind of, you know, different things each day and thinking creatively. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been working together a long time, so I've been able to see sort of your evolution over the years. And it's, it's, it's really neat to see and also just to know that you are such the perfect person for this role. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't know. We, we work really well together. We get to collaborate a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the best part about being in marketing is that I get to – tell all the like best stories about all the hard work that you guys are doing so it's it's really neat to be able to to work with you in that way so um congratulations on all of your successes yeah um <laughs> including the fact that you were just recently um named one of the new and notables on the oh, yeah. <laughs> from biz new orleans um <laughs> one, class of 2022 which is a huge achievement so congratulations you. to with you with my my david bowie photo <laughs> I love that photo. I have seen a couple of people be like, love the David Bowie look. And I was like, wow, somebody commented on our social media about it. So. Yeah, that was that was really fun. Yeah, the photographer was excited about playing with light, and I was like, "Go for it!" <laughs> and then I looked like David Bowie. So <laughs> you look great, very very hip. Um, so it, it's really exciting that you were able to to sort of take this role and make it your own. Um, can you share one of your favorite success stories, perhaps from sure. your time? Here? Oh my gosh! Well, I really loved the Terrytown. Um, that that whole that whole process. Of, of doing a pilot program in Terrytown was really, really cool because we got to d- dive deep into one area of Jefferson Parish and listen to residents and work. I mean, we worked with dozens of partners, is that, and that was just really exciting. Um, and then, you know, I've loved, I, I really do love working on specific areas of Jefferson. We have a fantastic partnership with Gretna. Mm-hmm. It's just really wonderful um, working on some of those developments. Those are, there are some cool announcements coming. Um, but just seeing the, the growth in their downtown area yes. in the last few years, it's so exciting to me. And I love it just because it's a showcase of, all the different areas of Jefferson. People, I think, there's sometimes a perception of Jefferson as just, you know, suburban, um, you know, they they might think of veterans. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge economic engine. It's a great area. Um, And also there's so many different other parts of Jefferson too. And Gretna, I think, is really beautiful because it has that kind of walkability in downtown feel. Um, And so it's just exciting to be able to to look at different parts of of Jefferson Parish and, and think about 
what would fit best for this area mm-hmm. versus another area. Every, it's such a huge, diverse area. Every, all, every community has its own needs and wants, and so it's exciting to work with them to see how we can help. I really like that you you mentioned Gretna and and that you just talked about the diversity of Jefferson Parish mm-hmm. as a whole because I think that is one of the many things that sort of sets us apart from other communities around the country in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, you've been with JEDCO for eight years. You've been in various roles at JEDCO. What are some of the things that you see that you think really set Jefferson Parish apart as a premier destination for business, as a hub for innovation, as, as a place where, you know, businesses want to be? Absolutely. Well, one, we hear it from businesses all the time that um, Jefferson's really easy to work with, which yeah. is, uh, I think, such a feather in the cap for the Jefferson Parish administration, because that's not typically something you hear about government. Sure. <laughs> but no, I can attest to that. I mean, the leadership at Jefferson Parish government is really fantastic, and they um, work really quickly and well to to welcome businesses in, so that's fantastic. Um, and then also, yeah, Jefferson, I think it's really well positioned. It is a very diverse parish, which is really great in terms of its population. Kenner, for example, is one of the most diverse cities in America mm-hmm. for its size. Um, and that just really speaks to a, a broad wealth of experience um, and workforce um, and, and, you know, cultural offer- offerings, et cetera. Um, one great thing about Jefferson, too, for the business community is we have a really fantastic wide range of business types and industries, which is just, it just shows, again, that, like, strength and, and resilience. We have businesses in professional services, you know, accounting, financing, insurance, um, and then we have businesses in manufacturing. We have some really fantastic food and beverage manufacturers, um, other major manufacturers you, that have global reach that you'd have no idea was that they were right here in our mm-hmm. backyard um and then a, a wide range of small businesses i just love how many small businesses there are in jefferson um those are just so important um to our economy so jefferson just has a, a great a great foundation for future growth um in terms of its resiliency its diversity um and then again the, the, the various communities that um are all so unique and, and special and there's a wide range of places for people to live in and enjoy their lives that's so perfect I, I love that so much um i know we are nearing the end here we're closing in on those like final questions so i want to be uh, thoughtful of your time um what is on the horizon for your department? What are you looking forward to? What's next? Oh, my gosh. We have so many things brewing <laughs> that I'm really excited about. Um, there's a few things that, you know, are, are in partnership with the parish. Um, we're looking at ways to encourage green infrastructure and sustainable design in Jefferson Parish. I'm really excited about that. That's very preliminary, but I'm personally, that's just a big excitement of mine. Um, I'd love to see how we can help with, um, the state has this climate action plan too. I'd love to see how we can support that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited about working to support our food and beverage industry. We have been working really closely with the Louisiana Small Business Development Center and Geno Inc. and a few of our major food and beverage companies um, and distributors um, ways we can support the growth of small entrepreneurs in food and beverage. You know, this is an industry that is really strong in this region. As we all know, we love our food and beverage. Um, But we also have a lot of just great food and beverage products and a lot of people who are um, just getting into this arena. Mm -hmm. And 
entrepreneurship in general is really challenging. You're operating at razor thin margins, but food and beverage in particular is really challenging. All of the licensing and the um, you know the the equipment. So we've been thinking creatively, and um, hopefully we'll be launching some ideas to support entrepreneurs specifically in food and beverage. Um, and then uh, again, looking at the different uh, areas of Jefferson, we one of the edge action items is uh, to focus on the Jefferson Highway corridor, both in terms of medical innovation mm-hmm. as well as by the Orleans Parish line. There is a kind of organically it has sprung up this concentration of design related businesses, yes. and so we're looking at how we can help this burgeoning design district grow. And it's just really again you think about all the different offerings of Jefferson. I personally did not know until I was approached by a design business that there's a whole cluster of them right there in old Jefferson. And how exciting was that? Like, how can we help that growth continue? Mm -hmm. So those are just a few of the things we're working on. Um, But there's more too with housing, looking at expanding housing, um, the Brownfield Initiative, public transit. All of that. So never a dull moment. <laughs> never Always a dull moment. Busy. It's so exciting. <laughs> well, Annalisa, I'm, I, I want to, again, be thoughtful of your time. Is there anything that I missed before we close things down? Anything I'm sure you make? I missed things. <laughs> anything that you want to add or share before we uh, shut it down? Oh, my gosh. No, I just want to say, well, thank you to you. You do so much, Kelsey. Oh, and it's, thank you. No, I really – one thing that is so great about JEGCO that – you know, I guess you wouldn't know unless you worked here, you were lucky enough to work here, is just how wonderful the people here are. Everyone here works so well together. Um, and I think that translates well when we work with other yeah. partners too, is that we're a really solid team. Um, and so I think that's that's one of the reasons we have been able to have so many great successes because we're all genuinely really excited about what we do. <laughs> there is just an absolute level of excitement. Like mm-hmm. I, when people have, you know, when people are able to to support a business or help with a grand opening or we're, you mm-hmm. know, we're sharing in the staff meetings all the, the different things that we're working on, there are like literal cheers from staff members <laughs> when things true. happen. So like we're all a bunch of like economic development nerds. <laughs> so it's pretty great that we've been able to sort of bring in the types of people who are just so deeply, deeply passionate about it. And I think that's why you also see so many people who have been here eight years, 10 years. Mm -hmm. Jerry has been here like 20. (laughs) Just a lot of people staying for a long time because it's a a good place to be. So I I love that you mentioned that. Thank you for sharing. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show and for, for giving of your time and for answering so many of my questions and for all the fantastic work that you do here at JEDCO. You are a true asset to our team. Aw, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) A big thanks to Annalisa for taking time out of her busy schedule to be on the show. I've included a link to the fantastic Biz New Orleans article about Annalisa's work in the show notes, along with links to a few of the key projects that she has been working on. Every other Thursday, we release new episodes of the Jefferson Parish Pulse, so we hope you will keep on tuning in. We'll be sharing links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news, on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development, and LinkedIn at JP Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. They help other listeners like you find the show, which helps us share our story with more people, something we always appreciate. 
We'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. As always, thank you so much for listening.